we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And today we are inside the offices of Quinn Evans, and if you don't know what that is, our goal, right, Mike, is to make sure that you do know. So I want to remind you, check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Uh, learn about everything we have and all of what CTE can do for you and about our Life Ready Expo, which is coming up on October 19th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. inside of Hermitage High School, located at 8301 Hungry Spring Road in Henrico, Virginia. Again, 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Talk to experts in all sorts of career clusters and explore. Explore and see what you might like, see what you don't like. We're working hard to get it all ready and see what you need to do to get in the career that you want to be in. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at any of your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Just do a search on the podcast venue that you use. Download one if you don't. Come up on our end of our third year of the of this, so we've got quite a few episodes to peruse and uh, lots of interesting interesting topics. And uh, so, like and subscribe, and uh, so you know get notifications whenever we have a new one. Yeah, those notifications are big, right? So we uh, really post every other Tuesday at eleven thirty a.m. Yep. Eastern. Got to say Eastern because we have that. We posted international. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, forgot yep. about the internet. Twenty six countries. There you go. 26 gotta bring countries. It up. Gotta bring it up. You Thank know you I mean? very much, people. Gotta pat ourselves on the back sometimes, yes. right? Gotta pat ourselves on the back. All right, guys, without further ado, now for your feature presentation. Feature, feature. I should add some echo to it, right? Feature, feature. Okay, let me stop. Feature presentation. Again, I mentioned we are inside of the offices of Quinn Evans, and with us, we have some folks from that wonderful establishment who allowed us to borrow one of their conference rooms as well. So, with us today, we have project manager and associate architect Allison Powell and principal Charles Tilly. How are you guys doing today? Thank you guys both. Awesome. Thank you. For being on Henrico CTE. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to start with who gets to give me the cool background on Quinn Evans? Who, gives, who, who gets to give me the history lesson or really just tell me what you guys are all about here as a company? <laughs> Not everybody at once. Go for it, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quinn Evans... There's architects, landscape architects, interior designers, and planners, and we do a lot of variety of institutional type projects, everything from K-12 to higher ed, learning environments of all types, libraries, public libraries. Quinn Evans has a deep history and portfolio in historic preservation and adaptive reuse, and so I think quite a bit of our work is around community building and making new places for communities. Quinn Evans is, was started in the mid-80s, this firm here in Richmond, the office here in Richmond was formerly BCWH. Um, architects have been here since the mid-80s as well. We joined together about three or four years ago and really had a lot of success in continuing the work that we've been doing here and expanding that beyond the Richmond region. Okay, what kind of, what kind of projects do you guys work on in particular, if you could share? Uh, like I noted, the, the historic preservation aspect of our work is huge. Um, a lot of work around National Park Service contracts and those types of things. But in Richmond, largely our focus is uh, learning environments, public libraries. We just finished the Fairfield Library, was finished and open last year, the Henrico Project. 
Allison worked on the Tuckahoe Middle School project that was recently renovated. As you know, we're working on the two CTE centers here in Henrico. Just a variety. We just finished a, a project over at University of Richmond at Ryland Hall, so uh, a historic renovation to that campus. So there's a lot of a lot of activity starting to pick up again. Would yeah. you, do you want to add something, Mike? Well, I, I just noticed that one of the, one of the other projects y'all did was the Chesterfield Technical Center, mm-hmm. where y'all took which one of the high schools was it again? That was the old Clover Hill. The old Clover Hill High School. Built a new Clover Hill. Right. Used the old one for the uh, expanded CTE programs. Yeah. I, I want to get a little bit more background on, on you both, right? Uh, I want the listeners to know who it is that they are listening to. So take us down your career path. And did you guys take any CTE courses, maybe like, you know, wood shop or anything like that? Yeah, so I um, actually did take a, a CTE class in high school. I started with uh, architectural um, CAD. Wonderful. So I was hoping that. you would <laughs> I did, yeah. It was, it was kind of, it was fun. And, but it w- ended up being very different than architecture. And so it was, it was interesting to start in that regard because I was able to understand. It was more of a drafting class, really. It wasn't, didn't really touch on the design aspect of things, but it was interesting to see that side of things and get a little bit of exposure to to design and engineering. And then I went to school at UVA to get my undergraduate degree in, in the architecture school. And so that was a whole whole new world, but it was always interesting looking back at the, the high school CTE that I had that start. And then actually after undergrad, I went and did a year with AmeriCorps with Habitat for Humanity and that's also was a, a great experience for me because I was able to, like the CTE programs, get some real world experience. I was a construction site supervisor for a year, you know, and learned a ton. I had no, no prior experience in terms of construction or building, but learned from the team and worked with volunteers and built a couple uh, houses for the participants in the, the program. And so that was great. And then came back to work at BCWH at the time, then ended up going to grad school and returned back here. But it has really made a difference, I think, getting that experience, that hands-on experience and really influencing the way that that I design and that I work. You like to hear that, Mike. We were able to use a CTE course and even if it wasn't able to give you 100% of the big picture, it was able to give you a piece of Mm -hmm. the picture to really help you in your career. What about you, Charles? Have you taken a CTE mm. course and where was your career path? <laughs> I have not had a formal CTE course, when high school at least. <laughs> um, I did teach some CTE courses maybe about 15, 20 years ago for a local school division. We did the architectural drafting class for a couple of years, myself and a colleague from our office here. But growing up, I didn't know what an architect was. I uh, had not met an architect until I got into college. So Mostly I knew I wanted to build, I like to build things and like to solve problems and, you know, improve the environment around myself in a variety of different ways that a kid in high school can do. But, you know, I learned a lot about building materials and that kind of thing from a hardware store I worked in when I was growing up. And um, what, was I, the, what was the name of the hardware store? Uh, this, you remember? Is, this is in South Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way from here. It, it was, was a, it was a local, you know, local hardware store, Brooker's Hardware. Okay. And shout uh, out to Brooker's. It's, it's still around. <laughs> But, you know, I got to learn a lot about the different things that go together and we assemble as architects. Got into college, graduated, master's degree in architecture, uh, and have been practicing here in Richmond since that point. Oh, wow. So, you know, the Richmond area well. And uh, how long have you, how long have both of you guys been with th- this company in particular? I don't know if we 
Do you have a number that we can throw out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to date anybody. I, uh, I think this is my 25th year, possibly. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So, so you've seen a lot of things lot come of things. through Quinn Evans. Definitely. All right. So uh, well, when did you know that architecture was for you? And we'll start with you, Charles, because mm. you said you really didn't know what architect was. <laughs> right. So when did you know, like, this is architecture is what I need to be doing? It was probably my freshman year or first semester of my second year when I was starting to get into what learning what architecture was because the first year you do a lot of different things but second year you really are challenged in you know exactly it is what it is the profession is about just design and putting different components together and starting to learn some of the the definitions about what pieces and parts of architecture are that kind of thing and at some point the light came on the this is really what I want to be doing. And, you know, it was a challenge because college is not easy getting through, um, especially in architecture. And, you know, once you kind of make your way through a couple of those challenging points and you have some success and you see the, the fruits of your labor, I guess, it really started to click. But it's been a process. What I'm doing right now is not what I was trained to do in college, you know, solving problems, creating relationships, all those types of things. And so you, your career evolves over time. You know, you start doing this, and then five years later, you're doing the same thing. I think that's true in almost any career. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important uh, for, for the students to hear that and for parents to hear that, that things change over time. And that's the reason we really asked the career pathway question to show students mm-hmm. and, and parents that it's not always a straight line, right? Right. Sometimes you got zigzags and you, you might start on architecture and it'll end up somewhere like veterinary science. Right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, I think right. that's a big di- reason why we talk about skills and building skills because you build off of those. Yeah. You use those in a variety of different ways over time. Communication and um, good ways of presenting yourself and all those kind of things are valuable no matter what you're doing. And you'll use the, them your entire life. We call those those workplace readiness skills oh, yeah. right, that, we, uh, that we uh, preach about so much hmm. in Henrico County. What about you, Allison? When did you know architecture was for you, that it was something that you can make a living doing? Yeah, I think, you know, in high school, I was I first started getting interested in architecture because it, it seemed like a good balance of kind of art and engineering and math and you know, those were, were the subjects I was always most interested in. Is it true, though? Is it a good balance of those things, it would is. you say? Okay. It is, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it has a lot more dimensions, I think, than just that. <laughs> it ended up being a lot more design and art focused, at least in school or in college, uh, than I expected it to be, which was really exciting for me and really kind of digging into what does design mean, learning what is design thinking, first couple years of college you you take all the introductory classes and you you learn to think in a different way you know going through that it was like oh architecture is not quite what I imagined it would be but it's actually maybe better and even a better fit for me so I was you know I got lucky I guess and um, <laughs> felt like I was in in the right place and enjoyed uh kind of continuing with that and the, the studio work and all the different projects were, were always very engaging. So art and math, that's not a marriage you typically hear. So how, <laughs> no, how does, how does architecture combine art and math? Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there, the whole process of design is really at the, at the start, you're, you're thinking more kind of on the, the art side of things. You're using your, your design 
conceptual skills to think out of the box and think about new ways and new innovations and new ways of solving solving different problems. But then as you kind of get further into design, you're really starting to look a little bit more on the engineering side and the math and the technical side of things. And so it has, it is a good, I, I feel like it's a good balance kind of between the two because you get that creative side of architecture, but you also have it, you know, it's a building. It has to stand up. It it's, has it's to work. It's got to make sense, right? You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we work with engineers all the time, all different kinds of engineers who are, you know, much more on the math side of things, but we have to know how to, how to integrate all that and with all the different partners that we're, we're working with. A lot of stuff that you're saying right now, you know, with the, the creative aspects of it, and a lot of students are going to look at it and say, oh, well, that's really cool because it's, it's rewarding for them. What would you say was your favorite project you've worked on? I mean, is it, was it your mm-hmm. first project that you had a hand into? You were just part, worked a part of it? Or the one, first one that you were in charge of? Or the last project, you know, or the one you're working <laughs> on now? <laughs> yeah. What would you say was your favorite project? Well, one of my favorite projects looking back was actually a, a preschool in Richmond that I worked on. And that was a really fun project. We had a really good project team. It was a new construction, so we got to really kind of think about things a little bit more out of the box and come up with some interesting concepts and and also really thinking about how the students are going to use the space and how the how everything's going to work together so that that was a fun project, although I'm really looking forward to the CTE projects as well. This might be my new favorite project. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Okay. Good you know, to hear that. that. That is good to hear. That is good to hear. So we know that it is in good hands. What about you, Charles? What was your favorite project? You mentioned you know, yeah. Port Evans for some time. You what know, was your ask, favorite? Asking me that is like asking which one of my <laughs> children is my favorite. <laughs> you know? so, but I, I think really it's about a project type that really touches more than just putting a roof over somebody's head you know most of the projects all have that basic you know we've got to build the uh, the enclosure for whatever the program is but projects that really reach out into the community and do more than just what people think the project is about you know CTE is a kind of an example about that because we're really connecting to businesses and connecting students between businesses and the educational environment but we're working on a project right now where we're working with a community center and a school. Combining those things on, a sim- on the same site really is going to address the entire community, not just the school community, not just maybe the senior adults that live in that neighborhood or whatever, but really bring the entire community together around a, a development, let's say. Because those are really the kinds that, that go beyond what it is that was stated as the need you know, initially. Awesome, awesome. So you guys mentioned uh, CTE being awesome. What, what kind of impact do you see CTE making on students? And why, is, why do you think, in, in your opinion, why do you think uh, career technical education is important? I basically would say it's about giving students opportunities to experience different things. You get an opportunity to, you know, try out the wood shop or try out automotive or try out some kind of healthcare profession or something that you might not get to see all of those, you know, yeah, and it gets Spe- get some early exposure. Like, right? Maybe well, we could have got architecture to you a little earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, the specific a lot of those things are equipment heavy, you know, and you don't necessarily get to experience that just in a right. in a book somewhere. But the hands-on experience side of it, I think, is really valuable for students who are trying to figure out where they want to go in life. I think it also it teaches students like real life skills that they can use immediately in a profession. 
And, you know, while college is, is great and everything for a lot of different reasons, it, it takes a long time to get to those skills that you're actually using on a daily basis. Even even for architecture, you know, in, in college, we learned a lot of the themes and the design thinking, which I was talking about, which is critical. But it's not until you're on the job that you learn a lot of those daily skills. So being able to give give students, especially in, in high school, an idea of what what is a job, a career actually going to be like, as opposed to just learning about kind of themes, that's that's really a great opportunity. Yeah, CTE is unique, and it, it lets you put your hands on it, mm-hmm. lets you experience it, it lets you make some mistakes early on, which I think is important, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in a career like architecture. In this line of work, you want to be able to have some experience. So let's go ahead and move on because we uh, to the uh, A-Center uh, addition that we're getting mm-hmm. here, the A-Center at Hermitage. Mm-hmm. When are you guys expecting to break ground on, on that mm-hmm. area? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime late summer next year is, a, is the plan right now, I believe. Um, okay. We're working on trying to get the space program aligned right now because we're renovating existing buildings by okay. and large. We're adding on to Hermitage and then Highland Springs is all renovation. Um, we're trying to really kind of put our arms around all of the ideas that Henrico has brought to us and uh, put those in the right place, make sure we got the, the setup alignment for moving forward. So when you're considering building something for a CTE classroom, what, what are some of the things that you have to consider, Allison? I'll, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, I think some of the things that we're starting to run into is really understanding all the different career pathway programs in the school because there are tons of them. Henrico wants to add even more than what's existing. So, and some of them, there are no programs like this in the state. Even. So you're starting from scratch. So mm-hmm. for a few of them, starting from scratch and really trying to understand what needs to be taught in those spaces and just making sure that we understand the programs and the space needs all the spaces have very well most of them have very specific technical needs in terms of equipment that's going to be in there but also looking at how do you provide a space that is a similar environment to the careers to to where the professionals are actually working and doing the work so they can Mm -hmm. come out more prepared is there something you guys are able to team up with professionals on and, and talk to them and maybe get their insight on yeah, that's something that is probably some of the next steps of our process is, is reaching out to some of those professionals and some of those people from the business community to really understand how these careers are manifesting themselves, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. real world. So we can make sure that we're providing environments for the students that are preparing them for those careers. When you, when you look at the, y'all's work on Cheshville Technical Center mm-hmm. that you did, there's been some time there. I mean, there's got to be some evolution that's happened to where there's going to be some things done differently. Is there anything that y'all can touch on, on, on how y'all have seen some changes? Well, that particular project, the building is a partially a conference center. The original gymnasium was converted to multipurpose space. The culinary program was built adjacent to that, and then the old cafeteria was turned into a pre-function space. So they can have events there up to 600 people, I think, at a seated dinner, and you know the students oh, can serve that. Wow. You know it's it's a whole um, hospitality setup, but that's one of the pieces that that project was based on. There's some situational things about that building, but you know one of the things that we've been talking about is how do these spaces 
want to relate to one another. How does automotive relate to health professions? Or right. How does health professions relate to construction? And how do those students need to be collaborating? You know, because we're talking about that at high school in general right now between the different subject areas and uh, different programs that are offered at high school. So collaboration between CTE, I think, is something that's an interesting point to talk about. And with with CTE classes, the classrooms and courses being so diverse and having so many diverse needs, let's talk about the artsy side of it. Does that allow (laughs) a little bit more freedom as far as, like, making it look cool? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think it provides a lot of opportunity to do some really innovative things that are, um, like, looking at what what are the innovations happening in the professional world with these business places and how can we bring those back to the school so yeah there's a a lot of opportunity like keep mentioning for some of the the digital and business programs you know can we make a facebook like center or something like that so yeah there's there's a lot of opportunity there and transparency between the spaces and common areas so that students can see each other you know doing cool stuff with the automotive shop. And oh, so you mean like a glass area? Yeah, basically so visibility. See what they're, like oh, a lot wow. of the existing spaces now, you can't tell what's going on inside of Exactly. Them. You walk down the hallway and it's, you know, general space. But we're trying to open those up so, you know, students can see and be seen as they're doing their different programs and, and collaborating together on different things. Well, one of the goals of the project, too, is really to have that transparency so even if students are just taking one class, they can see what's going on in the other classes and also be exposed to more careers. Right. It might be really cool to just show the breadth of what CTE is, right? What A-Centers are and what they offer yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to the community, yeah. right, Mike? Yeah, they may hear from their friends who's a, who are in a different, you know, maybe they're in a different class. I mean, class. we hear it all the time. Being able to expose them to even more than they would have with that type of transparency, that type of con- creating that connection between the classrooms, that sounds really awesome. It's one thing to hear it from another student, a friend of theirs that maybe they was taking a different class. You know, when I was at Chesterfield Technical Center, all my friends were over in the electricity class, and I was in the automotive class. Mm-hmm. And I never knew what they did over there, and they didn't do know what I did in my classroom. And, and that sounds really neat that they would be able to, uh, in some cases, be able to see that. So that's kind of cool. What kind of ideas do you guys have about these spaces? Uh, I, I, think it, I, I think bringing more real world into it is always good. And that sounds like what you guys are trying to do. I think that's an awesome thing mm. that you guys are talking to industry professionals and just the transparent part. That is great. I mean, think, I'm thinking about bringing, when you bring elementary school kids in there and you bring middle right. school kids yeah. in there and they get to see the older kids, which they usually hold at such a higher esteem. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look well, up to these high school students and they see mm-hmm. them doing awesome things. That's going to inspire them to say, hey, maybe I can do that as well. And you only, uh, you only reach for what you know. So uh, this, this, I think, will only aid in our efforts for increasing the knowledge base of what CTE is and what the A-Centers offer. Yeah, I, th- I think that the one thing that comes to my mind that popped up when you mentioned that was creating hubs of where you have like type classes, like all the trades classes could be in a, in an area mm-hmm. and then the medical classes in another area and then the hospitality classes and having that type of connection and those and being grouped like that, not only can they be near each other, but they maybe even create connections as in they're working off of each other in some cases. Cause you know, you bring in a, a car 
in the automotive class and you know they're doing some engine work but hey it was the reason why they're doing the engine work because it got banged up in an accident so they fix the engine and then it goes over to the body shop and they fix fix the radiator support and the damage to replace the hood the fenders and headlight grill and everything over the body shop and then it goes to the paint shop and then it's it's, they're all right there they're not across town you don't have one class at highland springs and one at hermitage if you have them all together I mean, that's going to create uh, it, that, it, that connection. It continues to make it more real for our students, which is what we really yeah. want mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day. All right, guys, running up against the clock here. So I do want to ask, if you guys can, what are some of the features that stand out about these new A-Centers? You mentioned Highland Springs getting some renovations, getting that new addition over there at the A-Center in Hermitage. What are some of the features that you, will, that you think are pretty cool? that you are at liberty to share, that you hope oh. make the final cut. I think we're still early on that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> I do think one of the ideas that um, Mac and his team have had to try to organize these around location where student have, students have opportunities for internships outside of the program. You know, putting the medicals or bringing most of the medical to the Hermitage Center where it's nearby many of the hospitals and senior adult uh, retirement centers and those types of things gives students a lot closer to the opportunity for a an internship or some type of connection with that business specifically in Henrico and so and then the trades on being on the east side or the, the at um, Highland Springs with the property for the house building project that's a mile down the road yeah um, it's a place where students get really some hands-on experience that, yes they do they build for a house that's going to be sold to oh, the public yes. I mean mm-hmm. That's a pretty awesome project. Yeah, absolutely. And it uh, sounds like you just, again, want to expose kids more and make it more real for them. Allison, did you want to add anything else on there before yeah, we close I think, the show? I think one of the other exciting things that we're looking at, like Charles was kind of alluding to earlier, is at Hermitage, we're grouping all the uh, hospitality pathways there as well. So we're also looking at having an event center that can then feed off of and, and utilize those spaces. So like the culinary space, there's going to be the the marketing and um, AV um, radio production yes. is going to all be uh, grouped together at Hermitage. So then when events happen in that space, the students and the classes can support those events. Man, they're getting me excited about this. Man. Oh, I'm yeah. This you. is going to be great. We're excited. I, I can't wait till this comes in a uh, couple years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, we, we know uh, all, a lot of this and may be tentative, so don't get too excited. Oh, but yeah. if it, it happens like you guys are saying it, I think uh, this, the Henry County students. If we broadcast it, it'll have to be that way. Oh, right? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Does that mean it comes true if we broadcast it? it comes true? <laughs> Wish really, really hard. <laughs> but no, I, I really do think that the students have, have a lot to gain uh, from all the additions that you guys are hopefully making to the new expansions coming to the ACE. And all right, guys, right. time to bring the show to a close. But first, I want to remind you, check us out Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Learn about all the awesome things that we offer at our CTE programs from middle school to high school at the A-Centers, all those awesome places. Also, check out the Life Ready Expo. Come and talk with the professionals from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. inside of Hermitage High School, located at 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. Again, 8301 Hungry Spring Road, Henrico, Virginia. We got all the career clusters represented there. So yep. come we'll, through. And we'll be there. So come oh, you guys will us. be there. Come, oh, that's come, awesome. Come visit. Actually, uh, as the, of the airing of, of yeah. this, this show, this, the event will actually be on the night of the airing of the show. So okay. if nice. you're hearing this right now, go, go visit. Go stop by the <laughs> Quinn Evans table and 
and to Allison and Charles. Hello, are you guys going to actually be there or? I'll be there. Uh, yeah, Allison yeah. will be there. So go go give well, Allison come, a fist bump. And come by talking to us because we're going to yeah, be we, recording we plan, a podcast. We plan to be there as well. So awesome. come give us an awesome sound bite. All right, guys. And Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at any of your, all of your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Check us out. Like and subscribe. We just passed 6,000 uh, listeners. Great milestone. 26 countries. Like and subscribe so that you know when we drop a new one. We're not dropping a new one every other Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Eastern, because we got an international audience. So yep. Got to say the time zone so nobody gets confused. And shout out to the international audience. And shout out to you for listening to this episode. All right, that's it for us. We're all out for today. For Allison, for Charles, for Mike. I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>